Tonight we'll look into Luke's Gospel, the ninth chapter, and I'll read verses 28 through 35. And it came to pass about an eight days after these sayings, he took Peter and John and James and went up into a mountain to pray. And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered, and his raiment was white and glistering. And behold, there talked with him two men, which were Moses and Elias, who appeared in glory and spake of his decease, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. But Peter and they that were with him were heavy with sleep. And when they were awake, they saw his glory and the two men that stood with him. And it came to pass as they departed from him, Peter said unto Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here, and let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias, not knowing what he said. While he thus spake, there came a cloud and overshadowed them, and they feared as they entered into the cloud. And there came a voice out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved son. Hear him. The transfiguration of Christ is also recorded in Matthew and Mark's Gospels. And it is a a true mountaintop experience in every meaning of that term. Like the Apostle Peter would write 35 years later, in Second Peter chapter 1, he said that they were eyewitnesses of his majesty, for he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. The Apostle John then wrote 15 years or so after Peter's second letter in his gospel, the first chapter, the 14th verse, he said, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And so this made a a profound and lasting impression upon John and Peter. Both Moses and Elijah, who were there with the Lord, and Peter, James, and John on the mount that day, they too had experienced both personal and congregational mountaintop experiences. Moses, of course, he was called at the burning bush, and then later received the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai. Elijah was called to confront the prophets of Baal and lead the people of Israel back to the Lord on Mount Carmel. He then fled to Mount Horeb, which is also Mount Sinai there, to hear from God in a still, small voice. 
1924, Gregory Mallory famously responded to a journalist who asked him the question why he wanted to climb Mount Everest. He said, because it's there. Well, he was not able to do it. In fact, his body still rests on Mount Everest, but it would be 29 more years until Hillary and Norgay first summited Mount Everest. And since that time, thousands have attempted and thousands have made it to the summit, even though there's an extremely high fatality rate in attempting to do so. They've literally risked life and limb, spent tens of thousands of dollars per person to attempt to make the summit of that mountain because it's considered the ultimate mountaintop experience. But what about when God initiates it? Peter, James, and John, again, accompanied our Lord up that mountain. Traditionally, it's been thought to be Mount Tabor, but more likely it was Mount Hermon. There, as Jesus prayed and his disciples slept, it says they were heavy with sleep, he was transfigured. It says again that the fashion of his countenance was altered and his clothes became white and glistering or they, they sparkled. The disciples awoke to find themselves in the middle of this encounter and it was beyond anything they could imagine. The word transfigured in the Greek is metamorpho, which of course is where we get the English word metamorphosed. It is used in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, there as transformed, and in 2 Corinthians 3.18, as changed. Jesus was metamorphosed or transfigured in to his glorified image. When we are saved, we're transformed. We're metamorphosed by the renewing of our minds. That's Romans 12, 2. It means our hearts are regenerated. In 2 Corinthians 3, 18, we are changed. We're metamorphosed into the same image, meaning that the image that we were created with, God's image that was defaced by sin, is regenerated, or in this sense, used here in Second Corinthians, it's stamped with the image of Christ. So they awoke to see this glorious scene before them, Christ talking with Moses and Elijah. Moses represented the law and those that would go by way of the grave. Elijah, he represented the prophets, and those that would go by the rapture. It's interesting that the Lord would both go by the grave and would also ascend up into heaven like Elijah. Peter said to Jesus, 
something that I believe we all would have said or at least thought, Master, it's good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles. He was saying, isn't this great? This is absolutely unbelievable. Why don't we just camp and stay right here? God initiates a mountaintop experience for a purpose. In this case, we do know part of that. It was for Jesus to be able to have a discussion with Moses and Elijah concerning his upcoming crucifixion and death and what would be accomplished by it at Jerusalem. Perhaps it was also to increase his strength. He already foreknew the cruel and intense suffering that he was about to go through. And then on top of that, to have all the weight of the sins of the world rested upon him. But for his disciples, this would be a a lifelong lesson in being willing to take up their own crosses and follow the Lord. Just eight days before this, the Lord had given his disciples a discourse on the cost of discipleship. It was during that time at Caesarea Philippi that Peter, in responding to the Lord's question, whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? He responded with what we call the great confession. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Well, the Lord told his disciples at that time that there were some standing there that would not see death till they saw the kingdom of God. Well, certainly Peter, John, and James got a glimpse of the kingdom of God there on the Mount of Transfiguration. But God had answered the confession of Peter with a a resounding, you're right. He said, this is my beloved son. Hear him. And then as quick as it all happened, even as Peter was speaking, a cloud came. It overshadowed and engulfed them. It was awesome. Probably somewhat supernatural, powerful, because it caused them to greatly fear. You know, Psalm 111.10 says this, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all that do his commandments. And it was from that cloud they heard a voice, again, that said, This is my beloved son. Hear him. Do his commandments. Well, certainly I've been thinking in the last few weeks that camp meeting is just such a a wonderful time to have a mountaintop experience. But you don't have to wait. 
21 years ago at this time, just like we will begin tomorrow evening, we were having prayer meetings. We were still doing that in the activity center, but they were unlike any week before camp meeting prayer meetings that I had ever experienced. That year, because the young people were so hungry, we had to bring in altar benches into the activity center. The young people, they wanted to have altar services. It was challenging, I know, for Brother Daryl to interrupt those prayer meetings because of the altar service that was going on during that week. I think anybody that was in those meetings will never forget them. They were a mountaintop experience. You did not want to miss a meeting, and those prayer meetings would last three, four, or five hours. You wanted to be there. The, the Spirit of the Lord was coming down. You didn't want to miss who would get the next blessing, who would get the next experience. Well, that continued to lead, of course, to other experiences through that camp meeting and then to pretty much all the other camp meetings of that year. But there came a time, just like with Peter, James, and John, where they, and we had to come down from that wonderful time and simply get back to serving the Lord and following his word. You know, when they get to the top of Mount Everest, they can't stay there very long. Seconds or minutes at the most, they have to come down quickly. Well, the 2001 revival, it gave us many gospel workers. Some workers still in the church, ministry, Sunday school teachers today from that revival. And the instructions given us from our Heavenly Father concerning His beloved Son again was to hear Him. Revelation 3.20 records the glorified Christ saying this, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And He says, If any man hear my voice. And we're already commanded by our Heavenly Father to hear Him. And open the door, I will come in to him. If the Lord is speaking to your heart and you're not saved, if you open the door of your heart, he says he will come in. You will experience that metamorphous change. Christ in you, the hope of glory. You'll understand what a mountaintop experience is like. We're reminded this morning how that Caleb believed in the promises of God. And when it came time for him to receive that promise, what did he say? He said, give me this mountain. Not give me a mountain. He had a specific goal in mind. 
you can come to the Lord and say, give me this promise. Give me my entire sanctification. Give me the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's a promise that he's given us in his word. Luke 9.28 again says, And it came to pass about an eight days after these saying, he took Peter and John and James and went up into a mountain to pray. Well, just like then, and just like in 2001, I wonder who the Lord is calling tonight to go up a mountain with him and to pray. I believe God wants us to have those mountaintop experiences. Like Caleb, God wants you to possess his promises. God will honor you as you take up the challenge like he honored Caleb. God will bless you and give you something like he gave Peter, John, and James that will be that spring inside of you welling up into eternal life, something that they never got away from. What God does for us will be something in this life that you and I will never get away from. It will be something that we will have and will take us right into eternity. God wants to give you that mountaintop experience. You don't have to wait until camp meeting to receive it. He has it for you here tonight. We're going to open up these altars. The Lord wants to meet you here. The Lord wants to take what is ever challenging in your mind and make it a reality in your life. We're going to have an opportunity to pray. The Psalms 482 and the altars are open.